Your face just changed, so you should. I'm not gonna say it, but you should tell somebody. You should text somebody and tell them it wasn't me. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. 833-212-1017. You're listening to Truth Round. Where'd he go? He said he'll be right back. See, y'all see how I get treated. Now that's disrespectful. But if you call me out my name or say something that's mean or talk about, I don't, I don't get all emotional and whatever. Because I can just walk away. Where you been? You exude kind I've looking for you for like two weeks. You've been busy missing, Kyle? No. He, he, you know Ken. Ken makes stuff up. Okay. I, I was just, I've been missing for two weeks. Wait, I was, wait, 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 look. Okay. I was simply uh, <laughs> I was simply upstairs grabbing the charger and doing what I got to do. You know. Mm-hmm. You're, you're certainly a businessman, and you're about business today. And thank you for filling in. Yeah. Uh, you know he traded, he, we traded places. Really, Tony? Yeah, Tony Smith had to go on the Homer Hour, and then All I right. just came here. And you came from there? Well, yeah, and I came from doing my show. That's why I'm like hyper right now because I'm coming off the, the higher doing radio. Told you. Okay. To go do radio. Yeah. You came off of doing radio <laughs> to come do radio. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't do. Uh, I don't do Mary J. One. I do life. Mary okay J. to say, Ken? That's can't right. Get, can't give me a lick. A look. That's right. Mary J. Wana, huh? Okay. <sighs> hey, I want to remind everybody, the award-winning 1017 The Truth proudly celebrates black excellence and the most monumental moments in our history. Thank you for tuning in this month as we celebrate black history. 1017 The Truth Celebration of Black History Month, sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighter, and the Medical College of Wisconsin, and American Family Insurance. Georgia, huh? Okay. Okay. What I miss? What's going on here? I feel I sense a little tension. Georgia. I sense a little tension. What, what no happened? Well, that's you know Dr. Harris being you know. Oh, now I'm Dr. Dr. Harris. Harris. Oh, wow. So. Wow. That's all. Wow. Just suggesting that you know there might be times that he could be a little more kinder. I'm not and because people are too, too. sensitive and too <laughs> punkish. Oh wow! Yeah. Not, I was oh. talking about you. Oh wow! So wait we'll, a minute. We'll flip this whole <laughs> what table talking about? Flip it. But what, what nobody we, was talking what about we you. Not going. I do. said people are being. I was not talking about you. <laughs> no leader. And if you took it that way, I apologize. But it wasn't for you. Anyway, y'all let him know in the comments. Are being, uh, people are being punkish <laughs> and soft on the talk text line. And, let them know if you're right. being mean or not. Ain't nobody being mean. You were being mean to the uh, talking texters or Tony. Who? 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 It, was, it was directed all towards It was not. Oh me, my God! It was a conversation. I just oh my God. That he would do. You this know, to I me. would never disrespect <laughs> you like that, and you know that. I know this, uh, but we got. I'm we really her. got down. To, <laughs> put your phone down. We got down. <laughs> we got down a whole rabbit I'm hole telling. about <laughs> reckless driving, prosecution, <laughs> and who the ownership of. Trying to it. see how we can resolve this belongs to. And I, I truly think that 
you know, as we've talked on this show multiple times, there's no, there's no like one stop shop. There's no one fixed solution for it. Great conversation about it. But at the end of the day, I think we, we kind of end up chasing our tails just a little bit because it's multifaceted. Cause they right? won't listen to me. Yeah. I'm, that's it. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. So we're talking about exactly what, right. what we can do to curb reckless driving. Everything. Reckless driving, crime, um, homelessness, poverty, all, all there, everything seems to be tied together. And it's like a group of us are just kind of standing in the street running in place. Well, I think it's really changing. And I think a lot of it comes down to the accountability and responsibility of the parents. Right. And I know Kamala Harris got a lot of uh, a lot of flack and people said, listen, she remember when she was running for president mm-hmm. back in 2020. Mm-hmm. And one thing that people are knock on her and a lot of black community was mad about is that she was writing, making parents, she was writing tickets, big tickets, like I think it was right. in, in triple triple digit right. tickets Out in mm-hmm. California for, for as students who are true, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. so in order to get kids to go to school and making the parents have to pay the fine. Now, I know the parents ended up not having to pay a lot of the fines. It was right. just a ticket they, they put out there. But at a certain point, if your kid is 17 and under, you are responsible for that child. 100%. And, and so and I understand that, and I don't have children, but I understand that you can't always control a 16-year-old. They're going to make their decisions. They're going to make poor decisions because they're growing. they got to learn. Sometimes you got to touch that hot stove to learn that I can't touch that, touch that hot stove. But somebody needs to be held accountable, and I think it has to be the parents being held accountable more so than trying to put the kid in St. Charles or put the kid in jail like that because what are we doing for our children if we're giving them a record like that versus trying to have the parents take care of their own But does kids? it matter what the crime is? I mean, and I, we weren't talking I mean, about children. We were talking about adults, so— I saw your face and you your know, finger. You know that we... I saw that the your major- face and your Yeah, finger. because of the majority of the... Well, I don't have the stats, so let me not misspeak. Thank you. But... <laughs> See, I, I can't, I can't respond I, to her. Had, she can be snide. I, I can be talking. She'd be like, throw over there, I would, but I ain't you got already did, You already did something. <laughs> But you think they cut away during the break <laughs> on YouTube just to cut away? They they she can they can see all the action. Um, but I, so but we know that there a good chunk of the reckless driving right. is young people, so right. they are not adults. And so if we if we sort of take the adult reckless driving off the table and focus on adults, I mean on young people. Excuse me. I completely understand what you're saying. There has to be some accountability. Who more to hold accountable than the parent? Because the child don't have nothing necessarily. So if it's fines, if it's this, I get I get what you're saying. I still say it's multifaceted um, because to your point, well, if we go back to Kamala. So she wrote the tickets that got the parents attention for sure. Because yeah, they're like, like, yeah, I can't be paying no $500 bill there, there if you're not go. going to school. And also got correction. So if we're like, okay, you, they get the tickets, but the ticket goes to the parent because your child was driving right in the, potentially in your car and maybe right. it was stolen, but that's a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother conversation. Um, parents might, you know, perk up and say, okay, I need to, I need to know where you are and what you're doing mm-hmm. because ulti- ultimately it's coming out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. Could. Could. I don't work. really care. Not lock them up. 833 oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm speaking as a parent. 1017 is the number. Julie said, I think Dr. Ken is just telling it how it is. Not rude. I'm done. Uh, that's Brandon, the one you read? <laughs> that's the that, only one that's, that's all, here. There's no other ones. Uh, okay. Al said, so it take money to have pride. Our grandparents grew up next to nothing. Pride costs nothing. Hmm. Uh, Brandon, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. 
Uh, hi, Dr. Uh, Harris. Thank you so much for uh, having me. Um, I'd like to add some commentary to the police and crime in the area. Uh, I am a mid-sized landlord, and uh, some of the most heinous acts usually uh, leave these individuals with a slap on the wrist. The reality is our cities, our judicial system, our education system is not designed uh, to support so many individuals who are in poverty. I think you hit the nail right on the head uh, when you spoke about sort of crime being a byproduct of educational attainment, um, uh, income levels, uh, and, you know, sort of those demographics that can speak to uh, the larger issues that are going on in the city. Uh, there are some realities that we're dealing with. We've got communities that are suffering from, you know, lead laterals. There's been very little studies connecting um, the criminal activity to children who are growing and living in these homes. The other uh, issue is our school system is one of the most poor performing school systems in the country. Uh, and that doesn't bode well for uh, keeping crime down. Uh, when I was in high school not too long ago, uh, they offered uh, driver's education, uh, giving children an opportunity to uh, gain a, a, a learner's permit mm -hmm. and giving them something that they could care about. A lot of these kids, they have uh, no relation to you know what a driver's license is. There's nothing to lose. Um, and there's a considerable sort of lack of accountability at the highest levels. When we say holding the parents accountable, I really think um, who we should be holding accountable is the individuals with the purse strings. Our city, our, our, our schools, our state, they have budgets in the billions, and the outcomes are, are terrible. Um, so, you know, when you talk about police forces, they've got their mouth at the end of a fire hose. Eliminating crime is almost impossible, most especially in a community that suffers uh, from the condensed poverty that Milwaukee areas uh, suffer from. Um, Brandon, I really think, quickly, um, we can. Th this is what I'll say to yep. this. And when, when you say that in my mind frame, I'm always thinking about black. But when you say the worst outcomes, right. And are we talking about yeah. worst outcomes for black people? Or are we talking about worst outcomes for in general, the population? Because if we if we if we're talking about what they're doing at a state Both. level, the state level Both. could think that Both. they're being successful because the rural counties have this and the suburbs mm -hmm. have that. And so are we talking about African-Americans? Are we talking about uh, just in general of the population? So in, in, in particular with the outcomes, I was speaking to the uh, school systems that serve uh, the majority of minorities, um, as well as the majority of individuals suffering from poverty in Milwaukee area. Got it. Um, and the outcomes are producing individuals who are not equipped uh, for secondary education, are not equipped to kind of maintain a, a 21st century job. Uh, these individuals can go to school every day and uh, still not be prepared for college. And to me, that's a, a, a deep-rooted issue and concern uh, wherein too many of us are uh, focused on supporting maybe public uh, or whatever side of the aisle you might find yourself on, uh, but but not necessarily the outcomes and attainment of, of the actual children. Um, so, you know, when you look at, you know, the criminal activity, there there's a growing subset population that to me is committing the majority of the worst activities in Milwaukee. And um, our approach to it uh, certainly isn't 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 you know isn't the way it should i think we can leverage technology with the red light cameras with uh license plate readers as dr ken said you know that takes 15 minutes to uh, uh get a ticket and a license and, and all of that for a traffic stop i think we can use technology to uh, make that a much quicker uh, uh ordeal wait 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 wait, wait. that's how it got quicker we have technology
Can you say that again? I'm sorry. That's how it got quicker. We got technology. It used to take 20, yeah, 25 yeah, and minutes. I'm, I'm saying, uh, and I'm saying in this in this environment, 15 minutes is still too long. As you said. No, it's you know, not. You, because you've got to do. They're, they're, no, no. It's not just writing the ticket. It's the background check. It's the making sure they're not wanted. Clearing things like that. So I, I think, 15 I minutes. Leveraging is, 21st century technology. No, we, this is 21st century technology. To, to That's shorter. why it's 15 minutes. It's not going mean, to be shorter, and you don't want it shorter. You don't. You don't want it shorter. We're go at, ahead. We're, go we're ahead. at the precipice. We're at the precipice of of new technology, no. particularly in the AI space. No, where last year is not the same as this year, and it's covering ground in an exponential uh, uh, fashion. So I think it, it would be kind of obtuse to think that there aren't anywhere um, that the police department can leverage technology to, uh, you know, use as a tool to decrease crime. But that's um, not what and, I said. You know, when you look at but that's not what I said. I said on traffic stops, that. it's going to take. Well, hang on. No, wait, wait a minute. Let me, let me. You, you said that, and I'm, and I'm saying I never said, and I, I agree it would be obtuse not to use technology in crime, and they actually do. The point I'm trying to make is that there's some things you don't want to have an error with a machine to make an error or make discretion where a human being can do it better. That's what I'm saying. So the traffic stop is going to take 15 minutes because you're going to make sure the person you have is the right person. If you keep listening to AI, if you keep watching pictures on Gemini, stuff like that, it'll be wrong. So till we get there, we got to slow down and have a human hand in it. And I think it'll be a much, much, much fairer. And, you know, while I can agree that, you know, a human element is certainly something you want to maintain, especially in the judicial process. I, I think we're at the point where we need to be looking at all tools on the table, particularly the ones that um, eliminate the need for a, a human, particularly since the police Absolutely are the vast not. majority of the city's budget. Absolutely not. But um, anyway, got to roll. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate it. Call again. Let's have this conversation. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Take care. 833-212-1017 is the number. You're listening to Truth Roundtable. We'll be right back. Tasha's hanging. We got talking texts. Guess we're going to keep going. More of the Truth Roundtable is next on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is the Truth Roundtable on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Truth Roundtable, Nolita Franz, Kyle Wallace, T. Smith has flipped over to uh, our sister. Doesn't even matter. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, when I talk about you, it's okay. Yeah, you want to promote me now? I'm, I'm, I'm one of us. <laughs> Wow. I'm on, I'm on the so round Ooh, I had a good comeback, but I can't. You can say it. Tony Smith's not black. You're no, not one no, of us. no, when I say one of us, one of us truthful. Oh, <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm not talking about black. I'm talking about OG. <laughs> Tony Smith is a, uh, he's, he a, a he's a he's an honorary truth teammate, but I'm an OG t- truth wow. teammate. I'm still a true teammate. Full time. Wow. Ha! Thank you. It, it get it gets real out here in the in the in the truth streets. That's right, Tasha. You're on the award winning 1017 The Truth. How are you today? I'm doing good. How's everyone? Thank you for accepting my call. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like with the kids, you you say charge the parents, 
But I don't think wait, that's wait, wait, right wait, 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 wait. That was that was that was no leader. That was no and leader. that is a lie from the pit of hell. When no did leader. I ever say <laughs> charge the, the kids? Write the kids a ticket. That was no leader. That was not. <laughs> Please keep going, Miss Tasha. You're saying buying the parents, charge the parents. Okay, but I know a lot of parents who, when they do, you know, kind of put the hand on the kid and try to, you know, get a perspective about it, they go to jail. Because, you know, nowadays, if you hunger at some of these kids, they call the police on yep. their parents and they and they get locked up. Well, I don't so, think parents so are going to get locked up for them, hollering like, at a kid. So, like, but they get in trouble. The police come out. If if I'm hollering at my kid and my kid call the police and say, hey, my mom is mistreating me, they take that serious and they look into that and the parent is held still while the kid is still being naughty. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, so how do you tell me to I'm accountable for my child's actions but you tell me how to dictate my child, how to run it. How do, how do you do that? Like, how do you have it both you ways? So that's like a, a double-edged sword, basically. I mean, you can't beat your child. Like, you can discipline your well, child. Well, you know, I got whoopings. My mama tore it up. I, I mean, okay. I, I got whoopings, too. But, I mean, we have to, I mean, there's a certain there's a certain level of, of, of getting toned up. But, I mean, we I think we need to evolve with discipline. And I don't have kids, but I feel like whooping the kid, ain't it ain't always the solution. I agree with that. It's not always the solution, but I have four. And, and I told all four of mine, you can call Jesus if you want to. I'll break my foot, hand, and any other part off of you when I feel like it. And, and I, I was never scared. I didn't care who they called. You know, but these parents, they are scared these days. And these kids are not scared to call the police. They call the police on their parents. And that's a big thing. Stop pushing that in their brain. Like, mm-hmm. they have an option to listen. Yeah. So, you know, it's like sometimes the parents' hand, these kids be so bad, you know, they be ready to beat their mom and daddy up. Yeah, and I think... And I, then they got the hell to bag them up. And I think that just goes back to what we were what we were saying all along, is that it's so many different layers to this problem that you can't solution it by saying or doing one specific thing. So to your point, if you start giving out tickets to the parents, the parents try to discipline the child, the child calls the police, then you 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 end up with a bigger issue. So there's no one size fits all approach. But I think there has to be something said for accountability, knowing where your children are, knowing what they're into, knowing what they're doing. Um, and I think a little bit of what Kyle was alluding to when he uh, was saying that earlier is just that accountability. Like if you, if, Kids can't be trusted to make the decisions to do the right thing because they aren't mentally developed yet and a whole plethora of other things, peer pressure and such. The thought is that's when the accountability of the parent steps in to make sure that you are keeping that child on track to the best of your abilities. All right. Thank you for your call, Tasha. Just one more thing. Go ahead. Um, Lastly, um, all children should be treated the same. Some kids, when they go into court, the judge say boys will be boys or kids will be kids. And then others are just plain menace. So um, I'm into every, if you bad, you bad. I don't care what color, where you come from, bad is bad. Rich, poor, I don't care. They all get punished when they bad. So that's another thing we need to put in our in our system, like bad is bad. It, it, we can't be picky off of who get punished and who don't. Yes, you're right. All right, thank you much. I appreciate so, it, Tasha. Thank you. All right. All right, you take care of you. I like just so you know, in Wisconsin, the use of physical discipline by a parent in and of itself is not against the law. However, if the physical discipline and hear the words I'm using, 
results in serious physical or emotional harm, the parent's actions could, not will, could constitute child abuse depending on the severity of the actions. So you can't beat your child, but you can spank your child. As long as you don't leave any permanent marks, but a, a, a whip may not necessarily, is not a permanent mark. Uh, redness is not a permanent mark. Those types of things, right? So I think what happens is social workers come in because, you know, the tar- department, I don't even know what you call it, not children and family child services, protective or child services. protective services, mm-hmm. CPS, CPS comes in, and they just assume, well, we're going to err on the side of the child. No, you got a bad kid in some instances. But they error because that's what they're told to do, and and and, and they have a seriously hard job. No, and here's the thing, and that's a whole other thing where uh, having um, representation yep. in different roles, because yep. you think about it, everybody has their natural bias. And so if you – if heck, if you send me out to uh, – to the to the uh, area like I don't know rural area where they may have some drug issues out there, and I see something going on in the household, I may feel like the parent the, the child's in danger. Right. You send some, you know, you send me in Milwaukee, and I evaluate the situation that I can relate to more. I might be able to evaluate that situation and not take that child and actually see that the child might be wrong. So that's why representation matters. We need more people who look like us in CPS, especially your local. Well, watch this. Had a white female partner. Had a young lady, I think I told the story here, <clears throat> got there, school calls, we're backed up on calls. We get there at like 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and the school, she got out of school at three o'clock. School calls, we get to the house, girl has welts and weps, purple and black, upper arm, all over her legs. Looks like she got beat to crap. Mm. Side of her face is swollen. We separate mom and all that. Mom like, oh, I know why you're here. Go and talk to her in there. I'll be here. I talked to her. She goes, what happened? She said, I got to go in my room. I'll be right back. Officer walks with her. She comes back and goes and sits down her taekwondo karate mm. first place. And they, But they called the police. Yeah. Told them and told them and told them and told that them. It, we know that your mother's beating you. Mm. We know. Look, I got the certificate. I got pictures. Really? They're, it's, it's almost like they're overzealous. I was like, just going to say that. I think we be. are in a society that we are overly cautious. We, we overcorrect to the point where we damage the victim. Possibly. No, and, yeah. and, and here's the thing. I... I personally have a story. I know I have a family member who uh, a little lighter on little lighter on the side of skin and, you know, discipline. You know, I mean, so, you know, they show up, you know, you get disciplined sometimes and it shows up. Yeah. And I just remember his mom telling me the story about how the school, of course, you know, he go to school, he got a whooping. And, you know, when, when you lighter, sometimes the, the marks show up. The teacher asked, what is that from? He said, well, I got a whooping. I was acting bad. And so what did the teacher do? Call CPS. CPS and here and then, but they empower the child because now the child understands because yep. they smart enough to know. Oh, CPS must be something that I don't get whoopings. Right. Yeah, and so he was able to try to use that as a, a that's, I, and I think that's what Tasha was alluding to. Like they, the threat of I will call. Well, you <laughs> <laughs> whooped your girls. <laughs> No, it would have got me. Well, oh. I might have spanked them more oh. too if you call CPS. <laughs> you, are you are you suggesting that men shouldn't spank their daughter? Uh, I, 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 lose my lose my job. That's, whole, that's a conversation I, uh, for another okay. day. Okay, we, ain't got, kids, we ain't got to touch I, that. I, 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 um, but what Tasha was saying was that yeah, like the the kids will use that certainly yes, as will. a weapon. Yes, they yeah, will. you hit me, I'll call the police on you. Yep. And you know, I think the the healthy fear of a parent has eroded over the years. To where you knew better than to say some 
mess like that <laughs> to your parent growing up. But yes, kids don't did. have the same fear of, when, of their of their parents. When we come back, we're going to talk about wh- why is Black History Month even needed, and and what would you remove? What would you add? And any uh, final thoughts you might have on Black History Month, and of course. After traffic, sports, and weather, we can't go anywhere without talking to Sandra. More of the Truth Roundtable is next on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is the Truth Roundtable on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon, Truth Roundtable, Nolita Franz, Kyle Wallace, and the T. Smithless Truth in the Afternoon. <laughs> Did I say toothless or T. Smithless? T. Smithless, but it ran together a little bit there. 833-212-1017 is the number. Uh, Sandra, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Hi, I'm back again. Hey, what you going to argue Hi, about today? Everybody. Hey, Sandra. Hi, Miss Sandra. How are you? I am fine. How is everybody? Good. Fantastic. Good. I don't be arguing. He thinks I be arguing with him. But, uh, no, I just mention stuff because, you know, I just be kind of reading about it. And I kind of see the way society, how we got to this level. Because, like, when I was coming up, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, went to school here, elementary and everything. And, uh, like I said, we had, um, let me see, we had free music lessons. Uh, what else we had? Oh, we had a variety of parks. We could go to the park, Borchesfield Park, uh, Garfield Park is now uh, Clinton Rose, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to La Follette. And wow. uh, we had community singing. All of us sit in the um, in hallway. And we all sung songs together. And when I went to school, I'm 74 now, so, you know, it was still loaded with white people. So we all sat there together. But I noticed as time went by, you know, everything started falling apart, like uh, the, the streets and all of that stuff. And I just wasn't conscious of what was happening. And it just makes me go straight through why. How did we get to this point that our city got so horrible? Mm. And uh, I started reading. And most every uh, central city is, uh, you know, torn up the same way. And then it's riddled with crime. And, you know, that's all we hear on the radio, especially blackface, blackface. And so it just makes us afraid of each other. Uh, a lot of us turn against each other because I talk to people and they turn against each other. You know, fire is the crime area. And uh, they label us as the crooks of the city, and uh, and it's not right. I says it's not right. Something happened along the way because now my dad worked all day. My mom never had to work, 
So he was never in the house to give us whoopings and stuff, but we were, you know, we already knew we couldn't cut up. But we even had boxing. The kids, they boxed, and they, uh, right. of course, they roller skated, and all the good stuff that we did, and it was never pick up a gun, and which you couldn't have one anyways. Like, my dad carried one, but I don't know if it was legal back then. But you know, coming from Mississippi, they always wanted to kind of protect themselves. But um, And now everything is like kill, shoot, whatever. I'm mad at you. I can't contain my temper. And it's just, it's just sad. And then the schools are closing. I watch all the schools close down here. I'm still in the city. I watch them close the schools up. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting up here saying, why are we doing this? And then you're not going to have a good outcome because if you can't, uh, in fact, I'm going a, I'm to a go back to it real quick. Now, they opened up like a boarding school in uh, uh, Camp McCoy up that way for the bad kids. And I think if we kind of did something on that order, if we can get some of the kids in school that way, because we got to find, I think it's a solution there. If you're going to lock them up, because I know it costs a lot of money, and uh, Dr. Ken knows, I have a son in prison. He's been in prison about 23 years. He'll never get out. He didn't murder nobody. But uh, I told him what he did, but I don't say it anymore because, you know, people on the radio start lashing out at him. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people that lash out at them be some of the ones that committed the worst crimes in the world because I've even talked to people that have and know they have. Mm-hmm. And I don't say nothing. I'm just saying, you know, you take care of yourself. But, so what's the solution? You know, and then the, and uh, well, it's going to take some money, number one. This city, pretend they're so broke, they don't have no money. And then they outsource the job. You go down to the motor but does it? But does it take money? There. But does it take money to <laughs> act right? Okay, we can't we can't uh, uh, we can't even try to collect money. You can collect money for um, you can run but, uh, marathons. But, but and does all it take but does it take money. money to uh, to act right? Does it take money to not commit crime? It takes money to fix up a city for people to feel they can act right. Because right now you look at a dreaded out city. Nobody, everybody dumps the garbage down here. All right, everybody. Well, well thank you, Sam. Okay, then you can go ahead and finish talk. We'll talk Monday. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> Y'all have a good weekend. All right. You too, Sandra. <clears throat> I don't want to cut her off because I know you were, you look like you had some thoughts in your head. Well, I, the one thing that she said something about um, a boarding school up north somewhere and she had alluded to Camp McCoy. Yeah. Maybe yeah. there's some solutioning around that. And I think that's what she Fort meant when McCoy. she said right. that it needs money and funding. But mm-hmm. again, I feel like every time we uh, approach this subject, it's the same conversation Money. with the same, mm-hmm. well, yeah, and the same sort of, oh, it's the parents we need to look at. Oh, we got to look at the kids. Oh, we got to look at the system. And I think what truly happens is that there, again, not to sound like a broken record, but I do, there is just no one approach. There is multiple approaches um, in order to try to resolve some of this because we will never completely do away with it, in my opinion. All right. Kyle? Sandra kind of she she was all over the place uh, for me, but I will I will say this: there is no real solution. But I I do think this this boarding school piece, right? This uh, creating an environment. I, I have mm-hmm. a real radical view on what we should do with kids who aren't who need more discipline. I do believe in military school. I do believe in the fact that um, that does create some type of discipline for the children. But so, those kids can't get in. They they when when I was growing up and probably when you were younger, right? They when you got in trouble, they was like, okay, you got jail or your military, you need to. Pick one and sign up. Well, I ain't do that one. They can't. They can't get in now. 
Well, I mean, I'm, t- I'm talking about military school. Mean, military. I'm talking about, I'm talking about like, uh, not. I don't know what Northwest Military Academy what they do up there, but I'm talking about um, a school where kids can have a little bit more discipline. A troubled mm-hmm. of a troubled child instead of sending him off to jail, send them to a military school where they, a high school. You know what I'm saying? Where they have an opportunity to be around a lot more structure. Mm-hmm. Where they, you know, maybe get away with you know shaking somebody up just a little bit, you know, but I, I think there's so much value because you hear about people talking about when they go to the actual military, how it yep. changed their life, right? Yep. And I think that discipline, that structure and being around other, just environment that they may flourish in a little bit better, yep. that can be an alternative. But I do believe we, we we must, we must find an alternative because the students that are in our schools right now are the future of Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? And it's important that we do our darndest to make sure the future of Milwaukee is in a good place with the youth when it gets into their hands. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. When we come back, what would you remove from Black History Month? Like, what what about it makes you go, you know what? Yeah, we don't need to do that anymore. Melita Franz, Kyle Wallace, and me when we come back. More of the Truth Roundtable is next on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is the Truth Roundtable on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Kyle, what would you remove from Black History Month? What would I remove from Black History Month? Yep. I mean, honestly, what is there to remove from Black History Month? I feel like Black History Month doesn't get enough love in just in general. Okay. Uh, I, I, I work on a I work on a sports show with uh, two Caucasian individuals, both from the suburbs, one from the northern suburbs of Chicago, the other one from uh, the the west suburbs here in Milwaukee, and uh, they don't know anything about Black history, and so I, there's nothing I would get rid of from Black history. I think we need to add more into Black history and making it. Um, I would like to see the people at the state capitol put more of an emphasis on black education and black history during Black History Month. I know we're not going to get a year round, but at least during Black History Month, I wish we heard more conversations about it from people who who need to educate themselves. So whether it look like us or don't look like us, mm-hmm. I don't feel like we should be subtracting or taking anything away from Black History Month because for some reason, I just don't feel the same. Oomph. Like look around in Third Street Market Hall. Do you see anything that says happy Black History Month? Nothing. And so that's, that's my whole thing is that I don't, I don't feel like it gets this true due. All right. No Ditto. Okay. Basically. I I <laughs> my whole point that I was going to make, uh, Kyle made it and nothing to be taken away. Uh only additions and uh 
an emphasis on black history in schooling during Black History Month and beyond, because as we all know, right now in certain states, there is legislation actively happening to ban uh, history, black history specifically. So I think we have to be very mindful of this. And if and us here in Wisconsin uh, have to be play pretty close attention to what's happening in other states so that we can get ahead of this this trend to the extent we can. What would you add to Black History Month? What I would add, like, so more education, more opportunities to see black excellence on display. So I would love to see our segments on the news. I would love to see, and and there was a really good segment, I believe uh, Fox 6 did it or 12. I'm really bad with this, but they highlighted three African-American war veterans who survived um, the war in Vietnam. No, the Vietnam Vietnam, Vietnam War. World War II vets getting old now. Yeah, the Vietnam War. There's only a few left. I was going to say they're falling off. And one of them happened to be the husband of someone who goes to our church, and they played the, the clip in church. And so it was so powerful because you're so... You're not that far removed from history, right? From from mm-hmm. active things that people have done in our community that have made a difference. And so I don't think our young people get to see that enough, um, understand that it's closer than we think. So I would love more ways to shine a light and highlight some of the greatness of of that that black people contributed to us. Oh, I was waiting on her to finish it to <laughs> side. Yes. Yeah. I, I think what I would remove from Black History Month are the monthly uh, borders we put on it. Mm. Like find that string where every month we celebrate something in Black History Month. Like instead of celebrating each day for Kwanzaa, celebrate each month for Kwanzaa and then add two other things on it and then have Black History Month so it's every single month. You know, I don't like everything this man says, but boy, oh boy, that was good. Today. That was like today. It. Today. <laughs> but but today. <laughs> it's on camera. Don't do it. But today. I would never throw anything at her. An oh. empty plastic. Okay. No, but seriously, it, yeah. it's it's something that that I'm at a point and I'm at an age now where I don't really care whether or not anybody wants to celebrate Black History Month or not. Mm-hmm. These are the things I'm going to do every day, every month, throughout the year. And if you don't like it, what's the old thing? Lump it? Mm. Yeah, other I, words. Here's my thing about other people. I just, I guess when I look at my generation and more so the generation coming up after me, so the Gen mm-hmm. Z and Gen Alpha, there is a, a a world that they grew up in where I feel like they have no boundaries. The access to just everything, everything. that yep. they have and yep. the offensive things. And so there's one thing to be offensive, but there's another thing where you see at a basketball game where people are using uh, racial yeah, things like that. And, yeah. and, and I went to a, you know, a very white school. I didn't experience that. Oh, I so, did. I went to a black school on the south side but, of but, Chicago. But when you're tra- we so, used them, baby. But, so, but, here's, here, but here's my thing is that I just Got feel like soft. it's so important that in those school districts, the white school districts, Hispanic school, right. every, every Asian, everybody understands the history of America, but the black history of America as well. I feel yeah. like this, there needs to be more of an emphasis yep. that people understand the historical impact of African-Americans and understand for me, 
because you hear a lot of people talk about oh slavery was so long ago yeah it was so long ago but, but do then you, you really know what happened but was it that but, long but, ago? but it was <laughs> like, it, but it, it wasn't that long yeah. ago but but also you have people who were born into slavery that spoke to people that I, I have spoken to. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I've spoken to my grandmother who's not on this earth anymore who spoke to her grandfather who, you know, spoke to her, their father who was a slut. You know what I'm saying? So right. the connection is still there. But then you talk about Jim Crow as well. You talk about the oppression from 1865 to, uh, what was it, 1968 uh, Civil mm-hmm. Rights yeah. Act, which, I mean, right. it, it didn't make right. us. It didn't all of a sudden make stuff equal. So no. there's still right. things mm-hmm. that we had to deal with. And so when you when you talk about that, I feel like it needs to be an emphasis. And I remember my one teacher, Mr. DeRose in high school, and the way he preached, I wanted to stand up and clap up. Clap. I wanted to say, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear somebody teaching in a classroom full of people who don't look like me, letting them know the atrocities of the past of what their ancestors caused right. and what black people had to go through, because that's what you need. You need people to understand to be educated on what the history of this country truly is. And when we, lose that, when we lose the history, we lose the empathy. We, we lose the understanding and appreciation for just how far mm-hmm. we've come um, as a race. We lose the appreciation for the um, what in, what our ancestors had to go through and deal with. We, are, we get too far removed uh, from it that we don't really understand the, the direct impact. And exactly what you said, Kyle, there is the you could reach down your family tree and touch someone who was directly impacted and those and that impact is still being felt generations later. And so we need to talk about mm-hmm. those things. My grandmother and grandfather's parents were slaves. Like that is like, I remember them. Right. Which is different from when I see my grandfather and I know that my grandfather on my father's side came from Benin. But the grandfather on my mother's side, like his father was a slave. Yeah. And it's just weird. Like you were born in 1890. Let me see. And if your father was 20, hmm, okay. If he was 30, he was a slave. Oh, like he was literally born in cap. Like in most those- of them- those things, like mm-hmm. yeah, like most of them are children. It, like yeah. uh, my, my great, uh, again, yeah. my great, my grandmother, her her grandparents, I believe yeah. it was a grandparents, uh, was used as a footstool as a boy, right. right? As a young, like a young boy in wow. slavery, and so that like to be wow. able to hear those stories being told and passed down, mm-hmm. like that's powerful. Final thoughts. Uh, my final thought for the day is I, I love Black History Month. I feel like we need to continue to embrace Black History Month, but also when it comes to reckless driving and the issues that we have in our community, we need to hold our uh, local elected officials and our statewide elected officials to, to truly actually care about what's going on in this city because this state cannot become great if Milwaukee is not thriving for everyone. Final thoughts. Final thoughts for me is that we have to be the change that we want to see. If there's some things that you don't like uh, about our city, make sure you are actively doing things to uh, to change them, whether that's voting, whether it's linking up with nonprofits, those things like that. And I'm extremely happy uh, about Black History Month. I know it's the last day, but let's make sure to to be kind to one another uh, as we never know what people are, are going through. All right. Thank you so much. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon, Truth Roundtable. Tori Lowe Show is coming up next. Thank you, Nolita Franz from Beautifully Blended. Thank you, Kyle Wallace, GKB teammate. Um, Alex, appreciate you. God bless. Take care. And I'll see you in 22 hours. I'm out.